Worship is not about drums or keyboards or electric guitars or hymns or flags or any of the other things that you might be thinking. Worship is an experience. And so these forms of worship are secondary to the experience of worship. We're going to talk about that and more. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, I want to tell you about a resource that I have that I hope will be a blessing to you. On my website, one of the things that I have been using now that the She Hears Bible study is finished is I've been using the gospel set of Bible journals. And so one of the things that we do in the She Hears Bible study is teach you the color method of study. And you can apply that method to scripture anywhere. But some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. And so one of the tools that I use, I personally use, is the Hosanna Revival journals that are really beautiful. And so each gospel is broken down to uh, like a notebook. And so on one side you have the scripture and on the other side you have notebook space to write, like lined you know, lines that you can journal in, you can underline things. And so I will often do the color method of study right in those journals. And so I use my same highlighters that I use throughout all of the study for the She Here study, but then I can go in depth and sometimes I do a couple verses, sometimes I do a whole page, sometimes I do a couple pages. It just kind of depends on how much time I have or what God's saying in the moment. So I wanted to mention that to you because I have those available. Um, I got them at a discounted rate for you in my uh, website. It's shehears.org and you can go on the resources section. And find those. And then there's also some Bibles in there. If you don't want to do just the Gospels, if you want to have a, a, a longer form and you don't really want to write in your study Bible, then there are journal journal journaling Bibles and note-taking Bibles available for you there. So just mentioning those, that those are resources for you to use, and I pray that they are helpful for you. So stay tuned. We have lots to talk about today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our series in the spiritual disciplines with the discipline of worship. And worship is something probably most of you are pretty familiar with, but this week we're going to dive into some different aspects of worship and really get to the heart of what it means to use this as a spiritual discipline to hear God's voice more clearly. So for today, what I want to do is I want to showcase maybe some of the scriptures that you have heard, but maybe not quite uh, understood in terms of worship. And then also we're going to look at what worship is not. 
we are, as a reminder, are loosely going through the book by Richard Foster called Celebration of Discipline, where he goes in pretty depth, much more in depth than I do on each of these, these spiritual disciplines. And again, the goal of spiritual discipline is like building a muscle, a spiritual muscle. And as we continue to build these muscles, we will get stronger in each of these areas. And the goal being learning how to hear God's voice more clearly. So there's a quote from the Richard Foster book that I thought was really good. I don't want to start by reading that. It says, to worship is to experience reality, to touch life. It is to know, to feel, to experience the resurrected Christ in the midst of the gathering of community. It is breaking into the Shekinah of God, or better yet, being invaded by the Shekinah of God. Now the Shekinah... Uh, it represents the glory of God. It's another another term that means the glory of God. So this is literally talking about not just breaking into the glory of God, but by being invaded by God's glory in this moment of worship. I thought that was really beautiful. So worship is not a church service. I want to start off by saying that. And I think a lot of people confuse the two and we call it a worship service, but worship itself is not a church service. Worship is something that happens. So when we talk about having a quote unquote worship service, we're usually referring to different elements of worship. And that could be hymns, that could be a contemporary band, it could be scripture readings, it could be preaching, it could be communion, it could be testimonies, it could be prayer, it could be all these different elements that go into a worship service. And all of these elements may lead us into worship, but the act of worship itself is much, much more. So these are all very important expressions of worship, but you could really do each of these things without truly entering into worship. And also, it's possible that you could be entering into worship without doing any of these things. So what exactly is worship? It's this experience that ushers us into the presence of God. So many people have worship preferences. But the Bible doesn't prescribe certain styles of music for worship. Um, instead, it talks about real worship. And so there's things that go into real worship, like confession or praise or adoration of God. And if there are certain styles of music that lead us into worship, into that place, of course, we're free to use them, but we don't have to. And so the form of worship is secondary to the experience of worship. I want to say that again, because I think people get caught up on this, especially, you know, a lot of older people will want hymns or younger people want you know, faster music, drums, a band, whatever, those forms of worship are secondary to the experience of worship. Because really what we want to be doing is we want to bring our bodies, our minds, and our spirits all before God, because the purpose is to give him glory and to be in his presence. And so there's a sacrifice of our lips, whether it's singing or praising or praying or preaching or confessing. And there's also sacrifice of our bodies. So that's things like our listening heart, um, communion, or just even our obedience to God's spirit. 
I want to read from you a scripture that if you're doing my Bible study, we do this um, in the Samaritan woman chapter. But this is John chapter 4, and I'm going to read from you for you verses 19 to 24. Starting at verse 19, it says, Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes from the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so I want I want to draw your attention to a particular phrase. It says in verse 23, the father is looking for those who will worship him that way. See, worship is this experience that we have, but it's God who is seeking us, who's drawing us to himself, who persuades us to come to this place of entering into this this glory of God. And so worship is our human response to God's divine initiative. In Genesis, we see that God walked in the garden and he was seeking out Adam and Eve. And honestly, throughout all the scriptures, we see a ton of examples of God's effort to initiate a relationship with us or to restore a relationship with us or to maintain a relationship with his children. And so we talked last week a little bit about the prodigal son. And all that story wasn't so much about the son as it was about God and God's character and God's nature. And so we see God as like that father of that prodigal son who once he saw his son, who was still a long way off, he rushed to welcome him home. So in worship, in our worship services, we could use all the right techniques and methods. You could have the best possible music, the most phenomenal worship band. But if you've not worshipped the Lord in a moment where your spirit engages with God's spirit, it's not worship. And so I think that's kind of freeing. We don't have to be concerned about the correct form or style or um, the way to, to host a worship service. Because nowhere in the New Testament does it prescribe a correct form of worship. This is one of those moments where... Scripture is descriptive, but not prescriptive, meaning it will describe different elements that go into a worship service, but it's not prescribing you have to be singing hymns, or you have to have drums, or you can't have drums, or you can't have an electric guitar, or you must have an acoustic guitar. Nowhere in scripture does it teach that. And so that's freeing, because it's not even about those things. Now, those might be tools. Like I said, if they help you, that's great. But you don't have to use them or you don't have to feel guilty if you are using them. It's really more about the posture of our heart interacting with God. I'll tell you, I, over the years, I have been involved in lots of different styles of worship. And when I was younger, when I was a newer believer, um, I spent a lot of time in a church that had a contemporary worship band. And 
they sang, you know, all the contemporary songs you would hear on the radio. And I had a really hard time when I had to go into a scenario where I had to listen to hymns. I just was, I was kind of selfish about it, to be honest. Um, I just only wanted to be in a place where that had contemporary worship. And if I was stuck having to deal with a hymn, I would have a little mini hissy fit. And, and I've heard that goes both ways. I've heard some people say, well, I don't like all those contemporary songs. I can't worship unless it's hymns. To be perfectly honest, the style of music is not about you. The whole point of a worship service is to engage our hearts with the glory of God and to touch spirit to spirit. And so, yes, I certainly understand that there are certain things that you like, but they're not necessary. And so I I can say that now because I've been in places where there is no music whatsoever, only singing, and it might even be hymns. I've been in places where they've had like amazing worship bands with like smoke and lasers and, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, in, in some of the countries we work in, it is very common during a worship service for, um, a lot of the the African churches, they sit on like white plastic lawn chairs. They will pick those lawn chairs up over their head and, and be banging them up, up, not against their head, but like up and down, like pushing their arms up and down, raising the chairs up and down. That is an expression of worship for them. And the first time I saw it, I was like, what is going on up in here? But I'm telling you what, it is, it is a physical movement of their body that helps them engage in worship. Some of the countries we work in, they, they might engage with drum circles. And it's part of their culture that they've brought in drum circles to help enter into worship. Um, sometimes it's in in the Caribbean, a lot of times you'll see them dancing with flags. And you might have that in more charismatic churches. Some Some of them still use flags or dance. That's not uncommon. And my point is, is those expressions are not the worship. They only lead us into worship. So we are free in Christ to use whatever expression we need to that will enhance our worship. But but my goal for you is to realize that it's that interaction piece, that piece where we are worshiping in spirit and truth and we are responding, our human response to God's invitation to, to engage in his glory. That's what worship is. So we're going to talk about that throughout this whole week. I pray that today's uh, scripture message blessed you. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you so much that we are not bound by a certain expression of worship, but instead you long for us to connect our hearts, our spirits, our bodies, our minds to yours, Lord God, so that we can experience you. God, I pray for my friends today that even right now in this moment, they would recognize that worship is not um, an event that they go to. Worship is an experience with you. Lord, I pray that even now, as they are learning about worship or they're developing in their idea of what worship is, that you would meet them where they're at. God, we thank you that you give us freedom in Christ to worship in any place um, with any style that leads us to you. And so, God, I thank you for all of my different friends that are represented here, from those that love the the drums and the electric guitars to those that want acoustic or organs or hymns. God, thank you 
Thank you that you have made us all individual and unique and you are so creative, God, and that you give us um, personalities and you give us wills and hearts and minds that can uniquely have a relationship with you. God, I thank you so much for your grace and how you continue to draw us. Um, God, thank you that that initiative is something that you will never stop doing because you long to meet us where we're at. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the way that you continue to draw us to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. Hey, friend, real quick before you go, I wanted to make sure you knew about two things that I think would be helpful for you. The first one is my email uh, newsletters that go out every Friday where I send to you just like a brief recap of the titles of the various episodes that have gone out throughout the week. So if you miss something or you have something on your heart and, um, you know, you might not have been listening to the podcast that week, but it might just remind you that it's there or it's just a free resource for you. And then I will tell you about upcoming things that I have available or places I'm going to be speaking at, things like that. And then also there is the Christian Women's Daily Bible Study Group on Facebook. That is a free group where you can join. You can ask questions about the podcast or the Bible in general and uh, engage with each other. And just this week, actually, I started putting some uh, video content in there because I just sometimes don't have time to sit down and write a lot of things. Um, and God specifically dropped a word in my heart for that group uh, today. So I sat down and I recorded a video real quick in there. It's like six or seven minutes long, but it's just another way to get you some bonus content if you want that. If you want to be involved in socials and have a space that's encouraging and safe, uh, that's there for you. So I pray that blesses you and I pray you have a great week. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.